But don't let the fear paralyze you because on the other side of that fear is your freedom. Welcome to the Organic Matrix. Today's guest is Dr. Victor. He is a business mindset coach, certified pediatric chiropractor, and three times author, podcaster, and speaker. He is the author of three books, the most recent, Decoding the Matrix, which came out May 2022. Dr. Vic has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs learn how to create their dream life effortlessly through sharing principles of living in the quantum world. He shares many concepts that relate to spiritual truths, universal laws, quantum physics, neuroscience, limiting beliefs, leveraging one's mindset, reconditioning of the subconscious mind, and much more to achieve these concepts. Follow our show and bookmark our podcast so you don't miss out on our fantastic Matrix mentors. It's an honor to have you with us on The Organic Matrix. Dr. Vic, can you tell us how you found your mission and your purpose? Oof. Oh, yeah. How much time do we have? Yeah, like- <laughs> um, you know, it's it's one of those things where it was always like something like inner inside myself wanting to do something of some sort for humanity to serve in some way. And I, I always had that inner calling. So it wasn't something I didn't, the, the outside effect wasn't really developed later in my life, but um, my purpose started as being a chiropractor. I mean, I wasn't called to be a chiropractor. I had no intention on being a chiropractor, but um, life kind of led me that way at 19 years old. And that started to, fulfill that thirst that that curiosity that hunger to want to help serve and it was in the health world and i got really passionate about it because when anytime i do anything i always want to go 100 all in and i have to believe in it i have to it has to be a shift like a mental shift into what we're conditioned to what really you know it is when we look like especially when we look at something like health and that propelled me in that realm and in that journey it's, it's kind of amazing interesting how things show up in your past and you don't really know what that means at the moment. But when you look back, I, for me, at least I get very awe inspired, like, wow, that that's why I did that. Now look where I'm at now, because right now I'm, I'm a business and spiritual mindset coach. And this is what I do for, uh, in my work. Now I don't practice chiropractic anymore at the, at this time. But when I look back at my life, I could see how it led me to this point, you know, and it just started to fuel this vision that I have, which my main purpose in life is to really just raise the consciousness levels of human beings to where they can rediscover their greatness. That's all I'm here to do. I'm not here to do anything more or anything less. And how did I get so clear on that? Chiropractic school kind of led me that way to understand the power of vision. What was vision? Why is it important? And what's really do I want to serve the world? And there's, of course, things that showed up along that journey that helped me clarify that. Um, but from the chiropractic transitioning into the coaching, the deep in my purpose, it's all been the same thing, serving humanity at the end of the day. But the health stuff was great, but the influence and the level and the feeling that I have within that was like, not from an ego standpoint, just from an inner calling saying that your time here as a chiropractor is kind of done for now. There's another level, there's another aspect of where you're going to want to go. It's going to, your reach is going to extend way beyond what you, you ever thought. And I'm like, okay, if that's what's going to be, because my chiropractic, I had a very successful business, but the problem was, is that if you look at the reach I had, it was very small. I mean, I was already in a small town of 15, 16,000 people. You add that into the mix and the, the percentage of who I'm serving in that community, in that area, very, very small compared to the, what I think we've just passed 8 billion people in the world. Um, 
And so that kind of my journey through my business and the things that I learned, you know, from, from when I was in chiropractic school, studying energy healing and energy medicine about universal laws and quantum physics and consciousness and all that stuff, taking my chiropractic and the principles and philosophy of chiropractic and all the neuro I learned, and then the mindset stuff that I'm really involved in, that was kind of propelled me to want to take it to a whole nother level to help shift mindset because I see the conditioning, I see what happens in the world. And when you condition a mind, they're, they're in that prison until you uncondition it. And that's what made me drive into go into coaching to helping, you know, I've been doing this for almost four years now, and I've been doing it full time this year. It is to help entrepreneurs and business owners, because I saw a huge need there. But now I'm also serving the public from a mindset perspective to really help transform their mind so they can really take back their power in their life. Thank you so much for your work. And I think it's completely true what you said. Like we, most of us don't even know that we're in conditioning until a light bulb moment happens when we hear someone speak about the quantum realm and decode the matrix. So can you define what the matrix is for our listeners? Yeah, it's just another term for human collective consciousness. And so when you think of, for those who may not know, that's just taking the average of every single human being's consciousness level, which is their thoughts, the words, the stories, the beliefs they have, and uh, the energy, the, the emotions they 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 feed to or they let allow to experience the most. You average that all out. That's the human collective consciousness. But the matrix is also made up of submatrixes, which are things underneath it, which are your continents, your countries, your states, your towns, your cities. And it comes always down to the individual. So that's really what makes up the matrix, and it's is in its entire en entity. Thank you so much. I love that you mentioned the submatrixes because I I think a lot of us live by the social constructs that we create based off our environments. And I and in my opinion that's why it's really important to travel. How can the matrix be putting us in a mental prison? You know when you when you look at, you know, these constructs, right? And in in this conditioning, this all starts at an early age from between the ages of 0 and 7, right? Because that's when our our mind's the most impressionable. This is when uh, our brain waves are at a state of theta, which means that what you experience in your life you think is true, like it's absolutes. And this can condition. Now, why the matrix plays a role? Well, what was your family unit like? What was the people and authority figures in your family like? How were their conditioning? What was the norm that they were all sharing and stating? That norm frames the mind in a certain way. So let's say you grew up in a place of scarcity mindset when it comes to finances. Then you wonder why scarcity, you see the people around you growing up as you get older and you constantly see the same thing. They're all scarcity mindset. They're all not having abundance with finances. And it's like, well, maybe it's just because of the, where we live. No, it's not. I mean, I mean, where I came, you know, it's, just, it's because of X, Y, Z, right? We look outside ourselves. And it's like, no, there's a condition. That's why there are rich people live where rich people live and poor people live where poor people live. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a conditioning, there's a vibration, there's a consciousness level of why that exists. It's not because there's no this invisible perimeter that says, okay, they live here and we live here. No, it's just, it, there's an energy to this. There's a consciousness level to this. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free.
So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And so what happens is that trains our mind. And then when it's subconscious, it means you're unaware of it. Okay. And all of a sudden, I work when I work with business with people who want to make more money or something along those lines. Like I tried everything I can. I'm hitting the wall. I can't do it. It's like there's a limiting belief. We got to work on that. Because you're you don't realize that this is dictating because your subconscious mind dictates 95% of your life. It runs on autopilot. And this is automated. It's happening day in and day out, no matter what. And so the thing is to really create a massive shift in your life, you have to go into that programming and change it. And when you can do that, now all of a sudden, it's like you had the key all along. That's what I always tell people. There's, I'm not telling you anything new. I'm not teaching anything. This is You've always had it. It's just you have to see it in a different realm. Once you see it, man, everything starts to change. You unlock the key and then you realize, oh my God, I had it all along. You unlock that. And then once you start to get used to this pattern, then you're like, okay, where else can I have conditioning? Where else can I change? What do I really want for me now? Because even what you desire is conditioned in many ways, right? You look at like, what's the old, the old way of saying is like, uh, <clears throat> you want to have a lot of money. Why? Well, I want to have a nice car, big house, this and that, blah, 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 all these things. Well, does that really matter to you though? Like, does that really, really, does that really what you love? I mean, like somebody asked me one time, uh, they're like, well, you know, what kind of car would you like to have? I said, I don't want to, I don't care about cars. And they're like, what do you mean? You know what? I'm like, I could care less if I had a Lamborghini Bentley. That means nothing. I wouldn't spend the money on it. And you're like, interesting. Well, what'd you do? I said, I love pickup trucks though. I'm a big man, fan of pickup trucks. I, I, <clears throat> I wouldn't mind souping up and have spend a ton of money on a pickup truck because that's just what values to me right now. Have I been conditioned that way? No, I grew up in a society where it was the nice BMWs and the Mercedes. And that's like the cars that are really nice that you would go after truck pickup trucks as you think of like the country i didn't grow up in the country but when i started to realize what i really liked and what mattered to me and i broke out of that conditioning i was like i really do like pickups i really love a pickup truck and realized that was me and it's a it was an interesting process because when you break away and that's i'm using a truck as an example imagine your customs of life when it comes to relationships and health and all that these are all the same things and it's um you know when you're living more on your terms and choosing what really what you really want that's how we get out of that prison. I love I love what you're saying. And um, I think it's an interesting synchronicity. I went to chiropractic college at Life University in Georgia. And there I learned a similar lesson. I was interested in helping people heal their physical bodies. And while I was helping students with trigger therapy, like mostly in the rugby, I would notice that they wouldn't show up for the three times a week sessions that I was giving them. They would feel better after one or two sessions and then they'd come back the next month way more jacked up and I was like look I can't I don't think I'm going to pursue this anymore because helping people heal their physical bodies is kind of like me running on a hamster wheel if they don't have the mental capacity to value that healing and to take care of their bodies I could see exactly why you segued into teaching people about the matrix because we have no freedom until we're conscious that we're living in a program that was pre-written. And I love that you're giving people the tools to start writing their own story. Yeah. I mean, we live in a, con I mean, even look in today's world, we live in a construct where it's all about two, um, where we just give people a fish for the day, right? We're going to show you how to, you know, this is what, I'm going to show you this program. This is what we're going to tell you. Here you go. And what, it, what people don't realize is they're just getting a fish for the eat for that day or maybe that maybe it's maybe that fish lasts a month maybe it lasts you know six months or maybe it just they're getting fed every day from that one thing and and i grew up you know in my own experiences with working with different individuals and coaches and stuff like that i was like why is anybody teaching us how to 
fish for our life. And then if they want to be master fishery, they keep the person around to master it more and more to learn how to fish more for themselves rather than here's my fish for this and this is what it's going to do. And then and once I have a new thing, then you can learn some new things from there, but it's up to my process. Um, and that's just, that's another whole construct that, that uh, I guess I'm more on a soapbox here with that, but it's one of those constructs I see it. I'm just like, we need to empower people more and really have them understand that you do have all that you need within. And my whole process is, is, is I just why I bring spirituality into the mix because from a soul, we already know everything, you know, from a soul perspective, we know all we, not that we're all knowing, but we know all that we need to know. The thing why we come then some people say, well, why do we come to be a human? Well, the reason why we have a human experience or a physical experience in general is because we want to feel, we want to experience. You can study how to make a brownie all day long. You can, you went to chiropractic schools, right? So you can study how to make an adjustment, right? You can, you can, you can map and hold that position as they had us do that, right? And do all these other things, right? But you're not going to really understand the adjusting process until you get into it and start adjusting, start to feel, make it, oh, that, that, that didn't feel right. I didn't feel like that moved really good. Let me, let me go recheck. And then, you know, you get better and better. And that's the purpose of, that's the magic of, of really, um, getting into that experience because we've been constructed again. Another construct is that we have to know all things before we do, right? Instead of just go and do it and learn as you go. Absolutely. I see that a lot in the entrepreneurship world. And I was reading your book and I love the way I love everything about the first chapter so far. And one thing that really stuck out to me was when you mentioned some business owners that thrived during this pandemic and then the people that didn't thrive in the pandemic, and something that like the thing that the lesson that called out to me reading that was somebody ready for their entrepreneurship journey knows that they're in a position of service. And when the world is in chaos, there's so much opportunity to support those around us. And that's where prosperity comes from. And when we're learning about sales and business, especially in school, that's not the perspective that they're teaching. So um, I would love for you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Like, I remember when COVID hit, <clears throat> we were in Chicago, one of the, you know, the harder lockdowns in the States, and we took a 40% hit that that month. And um, I remember my wife looked at me, she ran the office, and she looked, and she's like, are you getting concerned? I said, no, we're fine. She's like, you're very calm about this. I'm like, normally I wouldn't be, but I'm calm. Everything's going to work out. I said, here's the thing. We we knew it was coming. We had a two, we knew what was going to, I didn't, I, I wouldn't say we had a hundred percent. Like when they said we were mandated to wear masks and the lockdown came, I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, wow. Okay. We're taking those measures. And it was one of those things where, but a couple months before we knew at that moment when it's the lockdowns happened, I was I'm a certified pediatric chiropractor. I work with a lot of autistic ADHD kids, sensory processing, sensitive, you know, all those kind of things. And I knew at that point we had to make a choice. Were we just going to be in the state of fear where then all of a sudden we weren't going to be really a support to our community or were we going to step up and be in a state of, you know what, we understand where you're going to go through. Here's the things that are going to happen. Moms are, and I say moms because majority of the time we worked with moms, but I would say like, you're not only a mom now, you have to be a teacher, you have to be a psychologist, you have to be all these other things. On top of that, if you have a job that you're trying to make ends meet for the family, you have to do that also. So guess what? Not only mom is stressed out now to the T, but now also what about the sens sensory processing kiddos? Because now they're going to be stuck at a screen all day. That's horrible for them. So now they're going to be stressed. Their nervous system is going to be over, over, over stimulated. And so then I was like, we positioned ourselves in that way to say, we're here for you guys, not to make more money. 
because this is one thing that I, I, I mean, we ended up making more money. I'll talk about that in a minute, but that wasn't our purpose. Our purpose was to serve. Our purpose was to be there for our community during these times. And what ended up happening was, is that the, you know, we, the response happened where 40% hit in that first month, we broke records three months later. And it was one of those things where, and I'm not bragging about that. I'm very appreciative for that, but it's because we positioned ourselves in a way and we came from a place of service. And this is what I teach my clients so much because in the entrepreneur world, it's all about how much more money can you make? Oh, look at this. I, I charge high ticket sales. Now this is a new thing to raise your, have a highest ticket price you can. And I always say, no, charge what you believe you're valued. And don't worry, you can always raise that price as you get better and you learn more. Then when your value, you feel like you have the experience and the knowledge, not from an ego standpoint, but you really can help people, then you raise your price because you're getting more confidence. And that's how, that's how I usually teach it. But one of the things I, I teach my clients is that what fulfills you in life? Like that's one thing we work on right off the bat. When you get into the book, you'll get into more into the vision side and you'll see what I'm talking about. But it's, it's one of those things where I talk a lot about like, are you, what creates fulfillment for you and why? And that's such an amazing question to ask. And I say it that way because a lot of times people don't have an answer to that. Isn't that amazing? What makes you happy? What fulfills you? Ah, man, fulfillment. Um, or if I do get the answer, it's conditioned. Mm -hmm. right? So I just want to make more money. Okay. Well, why do you want to make more money? What, what, what does money do for you? Well, you know, I want to have more, you know, free opportunities and do what I love and this. Okay. Why can't you do that now? And it's so fascinating for me because I'm a mindset coach. So I, just, I, I break through these barriers and I'm like, it's fascinating to think that we have to have something to do than to be. And we can, we can do things in such a different realm, but uh, I lost my train of thought here, but I'll come back to, I know I'll come back, but it was, it's one of those things when we're looking at the, the, the way to about fulfillment, it's it, again, coming back to what excites you. And I'll tell you this year alone with my own coaching clients, I started tracking this because the first six months, I'm like, man, I'm getting some clients that are switching careers. This is interesting. I mean, it's happened before, but I was like, let me, let me monitor this. And it's happened a lot. And the reason why is because of that question, what fulfills you? And a lot of my clients will come out and go, I'm not happy with what I'm doing. I have clients that had businesses for 10, 12, 15 years, and they're finally realizing they're not happy with it. They got into it because it seemed like a good money idea. And they're like, it's just not really what fulfills me. This is what I love, but I just never thought I could make money out of that. I said, you can, you're just not taught because in business, it's all about what makes money and with the profits and the markets and this and that. And in life really is the opposite. It's more about what fulfills you from a quantum perspective. What fulfills you is always going to keep your vibe or your consciousness level higher. And if your consciousness level is higher and your vibe is higher, as long as you had a vision that you set the path, like you set it out to the universe, like, Hey, here you go. This is what I love the experience for my life in the future. And then you just keep focusing on that. You're going to manifest that faster. It's going to happen quicker. doesn't, I mean, I'm not going to, and, and don't get caught up in speed because that's a mind trap itself. But most of the time in my experience, when we get to that point and we hold that vibration, then all of a sudden things do happen faster. It's amazing how it just turns the corner. You're like, hold up here. That is so crazy how they have, wow. How, okay. I'm not going to argue. And then you just, you just continue going from there. Absolutely. And I personally relate to that question. It's it's a wild to think that just asking one question like that could really start somebody rolling and really be the start the momentum for them to change and find what they really like. It's wild for me to think like two years ago, my mentor asked me that question personally. My life completely changed for the better because I realized like I didn't even know what that answer was. He's like, visualize, close your eyes, visualize doing something that gives you joy and happiness. What are you doing? And I, I literally had no clue. 
And so personally, I relate to that. And I love that your clients are switching, switching up their careers because I know way too many people in my life that are just in this matrix where they believe that they have to have a job that they don't like, that they have to do that nine to five perspective that our parents and the baby boomers had to deal with to provide for the family. I love that you're being a, a pioneer for this kind of quantum shift for us. No, I, it's just something I, I've been through it. And I know that like, even for my chiropractic business, you know, like again, very fulfilled. I, I was, um, but there, there came a point where then it was like, I want to serve more and you following that call and going with it. Cause I have family members and friends are like, you have a very successful business. Why would you let that go? Cause we couldn't sell it. It was hard to sell. We tried and it wasn't working out. And then my, you know, then you comes to what really matters in your life. Is it money? And, you know, doing that kind of thing, or is it your happiness and and going out and risking it, risking, because it wasn't like I was making the money I was making in chiropractic and coaching, because it was only a, it was like a little side hustle. So it wasn't something I was doing full time. But at the same token, it was like, but I know this is the life that I want to create for myself. And whatever the risk, there, there it, it's all going to work out eventually. It may not, maybe it's not in my time frame, but it will work out eventually. I know that because it's just law. You keep putting energy to something over a period of time. Eventually, it's going to work, and it and it's it's one of those 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 things where you again holding to what really matters. Not even just from a job perspective, even from businesses. I mean, you, people get into a business and then you know they realize maybe they got into it. Like for me, I got into it and I was very passionate and loved it. But then I was like, you know, I want to. I eventually want to start doing something different. And they'll be like, ah, you know, it's a great idea, but let's. This is you. You look what you've done. Why give that all up? All right, we're just going to stay with that. And instead of getting uncomfortable, challenging myself to all new experiences, to, you know, hone my message down, to understand a whole different, because brick and mortar versus online, those are two different concepts when it comes to running a business. And it's just one of those things where challenging myself in that process, um, because the fulfillment mattered more. Can you give some word of, words of advice for our Matrix members that are listening right now that are afraid to take that leap and change their careers if they're like super unhappy for it? The first thing you want to ask is why is the fear there, <clears throat> right? Because that's what's holding you back. You're, you, there's a fear of some sort, and most of the time it's your comfort. <clears throat> we 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 allow comfort to paralyze us. I always say comfort's your dream killer, because when when you want to make that leap, you're like, oh yeah, I would love to do this. Oh my god, it'd be so amazing if I could do that. But you get all excited, and then the conditioning's going to come in right after. Because then it's like, no, can't do that because of this. So you can't make money with what you love to do. Um, or whatever that whatever that conditioning is, whatever those limiting beliefs are and so forth. And the thing is this, like I said earlier, you heard me say that this is law. And what I mean is that when what you focus on expands, right? And you don't have to go jump the ship like I did. Like I look back and I'm like, if I wanted to make my life a little easier, I would have done it a little differently than what I did. But at the same token, I'm the type of individual where I'm just like, no, I'm going to rip the bandaid off and I'm going all in. I'm committing to what I want to do um, because I want to create that life. Um, but for some others, you know, you can look at your transition and, you don't, you know, if let's say you're in a job and you're like, but you want to do this and you're held there, you can always do it on the side for a little bit until it develops up. And when you get it to a certain point where you feel comfortable jumping ship, then go ahead, you know, but don't let the fear paralyze you because on the other side of that fear is your freedom. It's what you really desire. You know, on the other side of uncomfortableness is freedom. And you start to, the thing is, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. I think it's another reason why a lot of people don't go this route is because you got to face things that are internally within you that hold you back. It's very easy to go to a job. 
and just show up and do what you have to do and leave. That's very automated. There's not really a lot of internal processing you have to learn from about yourself. A business is a reflection of you and where you are and who you are. You know, when you have a limiting scarcity mindset kicking in, yeah, you're going to see scarcity in your business. When you don't have that scarcity, you're not going to see the scarcity. So it's a lot of a reflection of who you are. But if you can embrace that process, the thing I can say is just hold on to that vision of where you want to go, right? The way I explain that is, is like a GPS. The vision's your GPS. You're punching in the address. Do you ever get worried about the path of where you're going? Maybe some people do, but me, I'm like, whatever the GPS, Google tells me, uh, I'm going to go with it because they usually find the best route, the fastest or whatever it may be. I have all the settings the way I want it. And so I'm like, I don't judge it. I know it's going to take a course. If there's construction, if I'm taking detours, whatever it may be, it's okay. I'm going to get there, right? I'm, I'm still driving. I'm not stopping. I'm not putting myself on the side of the road and not doing anything, or I'm not turning the car around and going back the other way. I'm, I'm going to continue going whatever I, that path is because I know the vision will get me there. And there are going to be fears. There's going to be ups and downs. Understand that's the learning process. And if you really want to tap more into that fulfillment, understanding and embracing that process and knowing that this is kind of how it's going to go. It doesn't have to be hard though. Um, there's ways to get around that. There's mindset, mindset tricks and so forth, but um, it's just knowing that you're going to get on, you're going to have to get uncomfortable because for many reasons. And, but as long as you stay that route, you will get to that point. Thank you so much. I love what you say. Is there a way to break out of the matrix or is it, that we have to shift our minds to create our own version of it? You know, I love this question because the matrix is always pulling us back to wherever the average of that is, what the average consciousness level of humanity is. To break out of it in a sense, you're never permanently out of it because you're always going to have that law of association kicking in that pulls you back in, okay? So the key is, is how you set your intention every single day, your vibe every day, your energy of what you want to experience for yourself every single day, holding on to a vision every single day, seeing your future self every single day, and always seeing it and saying, this is where I'm going, this is where I'm heading, here's my vibe, here's my energy, here's what I'm going to hold to. And what that does is it allows you to stay above wherever the consciousness level of the matrix is. But just like anything else, the moment you stop working on it, eventually you're going to lose that stuff. Same thing happens with the matrix. The Once you stop um, focusing on that on, on your own, you're going to start to pull. But if you can build that into your neurology, which can happen, this is what I tell my clients, you can get to this point. You don't have to think about this all the time anymore. Your, your brain will all of a sudden condition to this. It'll get into the subconscious. Then it's like you're broken out of it the whole entire time. But I always tell people you, the, the, the law of association still plays a role all the time. It can always pull you back eventually. But at least from a neurological standpoint, you, you've, you've stepped aside now and you're like, this is my world. I'm the master of my world. And you don't allow the influence of the matrix to pull you. I love what I you're guess, saying. I guess, yes, you can. Sorry, go ahead. It's just, it sounds like NLP to me a little bit. Like, no. A little bit. I, I, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with that. Like, it's like rewriting our neural network and like um, programming our own code. That's something that I was always fascinated with growing up uh, because I see that. There's, our environment is not created to propagate maximum human potential at all. No. There's a lot of control mechanisms that are in place. And unfortunately, greed, I want to say greed, but it's power and influence is what I was saying. That's the influence, the power, you get power, you have more influence than more than when you can continue that cycle, you get more power, more influence, more power, more influence, more power, more influence. And that's kind of what we have gone to. 
that's what you know when you look at every sector of life i can it could sound very doom and gloom because it's like it's all about that you know and but it doesn't have to be that way and we have to step away from where everyone's headed and what people are paying attention to there will always be people that will be pulled into these kind of things but at this end of the, the same, end of the day it's what really matters to you and what really is important to you because that's going to allow you to set the tone to be different, to not be pulled in. Like when COVID came, right? All this fear. I remember in February, I told my clients, my patients, I was like, listen, I don't normally combine businesses here, but I'm going to be doing this for the next few months um, just because I want to share the mindset side of what I teach. So you guys can understand a little bit about this. And I was just educating that, you know, whether you don't, we don't know where this is going to do or where it's going to go. But, and, and I was like, but understand the more fear you have on this, the worse it's going to be for humanity. The less fear you have on this, the less humanity is going to have an experience on this. So I'm like, understand we have that power and control. So just maintain, if you have any questions, you know, I'm, I'm here to help from, uh, from my patients. I was telling them, I'm like, I'm here to help educate on anything and everything that comes. And I can share all the stuff that I, that I'm getting at this point. So we can understand a little bit more. So, cause I wanted to break the fear. Um, because it's, again, it's one of those things. What does the world teach? Disempower humans, right? Make us feel more disempowered to want to, you know, seek outside ourselves where I was like, I'm going to, I already know this is how this is going to go. Um, and I was like, I'm going to do everything I can to empower them as much as possible. Thank you for your service, Dr. Vic. I, I, pers I, on a deep note, I really resonate with what you're saying, especially in the pandemic. I, I lost one of my parents and I was trying to comfort my other parent and it traumatized her. And every day I was like, look, I lost, I lost someone I care about too. Not to, I'm not comparing, but we can't be controlled by this fear. Um, like people being afraid of bringing their children to the grocery store, things like that. Like we gotta make it more normal. And I love what you're saying because fear, like I love your quote um, on the other side of fear is freedom. Like that, that's, the whole story in one sentence. Um, we have to remember that as humans with free will, we have the freedom to grab tools and be a part of the solution and um, hiding away from our power is going to leave us more susceptible to pain and fear and disempowerment. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing this wisdom with us. And, and I really, I think it's great that you shared it with your clients because they're here for healing and you're giving them tools to to get that serious healing. Like it, it all comes down to our programming. Our programming really dictates what comforts we depend on. And for some people it's food and um, it's probably not a salad. It's probably like high fried carbohydrates. And so for other people it's substance. And, and I'm, I believe that people self-medicate with these things most of the time when they're fear, when they have fear inside of them and they're, they're tr clinging on to comfort in an odd way because they're making them bodies uncomfortable. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of our Matrix members hearing about the decoding of the Matrix right now might get a little bit of a hot flash thinking about, well, I don't have to live in this monopoly world that was created for me. Um, can you give us some words of wisdom for those that might feel a little anxious about their newfound power? Well, when you go through this this process, part of the book, I, I talk about the spiritual awakening, and it's either your first awakening process or you're reinforcing where you are. And when you start to understand that you don't have to be you don't have to be controlled, and you have a choice, and you can choose your own experience, um, there comes a dismantling process 
of your whole identity or part of your identity, because you understand you've been conditioned how long, and that was your, what you thought your world was. And now all of a sudden you're starting to look and you're going, hold up. I don't, I, I see the controls. I see the influence. I see this. Oh, heck no. I see the game. And you start to become aware, but it gets scary because then all of a sudden you're going to turn inward and you're going to start looking at yourself. And then you start asking those questions. What do I really care for? What does really matter to me? What is life about this all about? What? And you start going this whole rabbit hole. And what you start to do is you're breaking down the element of what you thought life was, the constructs and everything that you gave your power to. And this is beliefs. This is the stories you tell yourself, the words you choose, what you gave power to past events in your life, all this stuff. And you start to change that. Well, the it's a scary process, but it's a beautiful process because what ends up happening next is you start to choose what matters most to you, right? So if you're getting nervous and you're getting, oh my God, this is, I can I can live from all, away from all this. Oh my God, what can I do? Ride that energy because what you end up doing is, is you're understanding how you have choice. For the first time in your life, you're realizing that you really have choice. And, and no matter what happens, you have choice. And it's something I share in the book. I talked about how, uh, you know, in the first chapter, I talked about how billionaires, how they grew their wealth 56% during from the pandemic. You know, it's over $600 billion in total they grew, right? Is some of it from their power and influence? Maybe. I'm not going to rule that out. But that's not part of the book and why I share that. But the other, I didn't share this in the book, but it's one other thing to look at. How powerful can this be? where you can actually choose your experience is that the in United States, in the history of the United States, there is one time that supersedes any other time where the most millionaires were ever created. And that was during the great depression, right? Now everyone talks about the great depression. It's coming up nowadays again. And like, Oh, we're going there. It was such a horrible time. It was for the people who got bought into the matrix and followed it. But for others, it wasn't. It, it was a boom. It was a quantum leap launching pad. Same thing during COVID. I remember my clients were getting worried. I said, don't get, don't buy into the fear. This is going to be a launching pad for your business. Even for clients of mine who could not, um, their businesses were shut down. I had a few clients that literally like the, here comes the press release from, and it happened to be, one was in Illinois, one was in California, two were in California, one was in Illinois. Here comes the release statement, lockdowns, boom, affects their business. They're closed starting this day. And they're like, you know, fear kicks in, all this other stuff. Those clients of mine now can travel anywhere in the world and they're supporting themselves. They're living the lifestyle that they want. That's the power behind this stuff where we don't let the fear get to us. But, but coming back to the matrix then and having those possibilities, the cool thing about this is, is you can choose anything you want. The cool thing about this is that you can choose whatever you want to experience because there's no rules to this. And you start to understand that and you start to go, Interesting. I just have to keep myself in check to make sure, is this what I really want to choose to experience? Is this what I really desire? Or is this conditioning? And you'll start to get better with that because then you start to, you'll be, you'll, and it's not more of a mental thing because I don't want to make it seem like it's mental. We do, we do enough mental things. A lot of things of what I teach is feeling. And I teach people, I get back into their bodies for my clients. And so it becomes more of, okay, I feel like that's not me. I feel, I don't feel that certain vibe that I'm getting excited on. Okay. That must, there must be something wrong with that. Let me go and let me reframe, let me reframe. Let me look at things differently. Let me, let me choose something different. And then all of a sudden they choose something different. They're like, oh yeah, I, that feels like me. I'm excited. I'm feeling more energetic. I'm feeling more excited about this. And that's where they don't have to understand why they do. They don't have to understand anything. It's just knowing that feeling. And that's going to guide you in that process. So that's, so when you're in this excitement stage and you have the dismantling, and you're choosing 
hone in on that feeling. You know what that, if you have the, if it's not anxiousness and you're excited, um, hone in on that excitement, excited feeling, and let that be your guide for when you start choosing things down the road. I love that. And one thing that yells out to me is like to let go of certainty, right? Like to, like uh, with their GPS analogy, like trust the, trust the journey. Like we, sometimes I see people self-sabotage because they're hanging on to one idea of an expectation they have for success. And I would, I would say matrix members, like, just let it go. Love with an open fist. <laughs> well, you know, it's like one of these things I tell my clients all the time. And I said, this is going to be backward thinking to them. Cause they never, most, most time they haven't heard this before. I'm like, when we set a vision and we get crystal clear with it and all this work that we do, I was like, okay, now just let it go and forget it. And they're like, well, if I spent all this time working on it, you're telling me to let it go. Yeah, let it go. That's it. It's done. Open the door to whatever comes now. Be surrendered to the process. Be open to what shows up. And it's always fascinating. I know this because I've gone through this. So I've, everything I teach, I've gone through. Um, because I'm I'm the teacher or a teacher or the the the, the coach who is like, I'm not going to share you stuff that's just like, oh yeah, this this I've studied this. This is how it works, but I never experienced it. I've walked through everything I teach. And so it's like, when it comes to like, oh, this is the success I want to get to. And guess what? You get there. But then I'm like, yeah, that didn't go the way I wanted it to. That wasn't, I like, it wasn't me. It wasn't the efforts I put in. It was something else that came up. Maybe it'd have been, you know, one time I had a chiropractor uh, who, who needed to rent space out of my office and just for a short term. So I was like, great. He's paying some rent. I got a extra bucks in my pocket. Great. Um, but I'm trying to build my business on my own. I want to build it up to where I want to get it to. He leaves and he leaves me all his patients. That wasn't a whole bunch, but it was a good amount. And um, then my number, I hit my goal and I was just like, yeah, but it was because of that. It wasn't because of me. And I'm blocking the success because I didn't realize at the moment that I had the vibration of what I want. I was holding that. And that's why that experience happened. And that's why everything led the way it did. And I didn't understand that. So we get so stuck in our ways of success. I have, I have clients that do this. They'll have, I've had a lot of my clients this year broke records in what they do. Um, it's been a fascinating year. And it's one of those things where, you know, I would say a good portion of them, it, things came out of nowhere, like opportunity here, something there, and they would fight it. And I'm like, don't create resistance to what you created because you're going to have a yo-yo effect two, three months down the road. could be a week, but two, three months down the mode, you're going to be right back being frustrated that you're not where you were before. And so we get into that. So the key concept is, is understand this. And that's why I tell my clients, your mind is limited. And what I mean by that is how much information and perspectives and the vantage points as you can see. It's extremely limited. The universe, God, all that is, whatever you want to call it, it can see everything. So it's going to bring to you what is not only what you're asking for, but it's also going to bring to you what's actually the best for you. And also on top of that, it's going to bring what's the best for humanity. So it's a win-win-win situation. So even though you asked for an apple and the universe provided an orange, you have to look at that and say, well, you know what? I was asking for fruit at the end of the day. And if you could come from that place and keep open, then there's no resistance. And that's why things will start to happen faster. Because literally, if you literally shift your vibe to where you want it to be, and you can hold that with no resistance and you're, you're maintaining that, then there is no such thing as time. It'll happen instantaneously, but unfortunately we're in a physical realm. So there has to be, you know, we have to go through a journey. Um, those journeys are getting shortened up nowadays, but it's still a process that we have to go through in some way, shape or form. It's just part of the game. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of the, the concept with that. I love what you said, because what it reminds me of is like, 
the whole principle was the reason why you hit your goal is because you were the stability of the practice. Like you didn't waver, you didn't shift or move, like you stayed doing what you were doing. And this guy decided to go and his clients knew that, oh, I could rely on Dr. Vic. And so uh, uh, one thing, I was in MLM in the past. But one thing that I learned about being in an MLM is the people who thrive in MLM were the ones that stuck with it till the end of the business. Not those who got stuck in their head with uh, imposter syndrome and afraid that they're not truly serving, then they fall off because they're self-sabotaging. But it's the people that were like, I'm sticking to this, I'm committing to this, and I'm gonna take in whatever, I'm gonna adapt to whatever comes to me. So I, I would say it's like the tortoise and the hare, right? Uh, we win the race when we continue, like when we decide not to quit it. And even like on Olympic journeys, like I, inter I had the privilege of interviewing an Olympic athlete and what make, what's the difference between an average athlete and an Olympic athlete? The average athlete might have quit along the line get, facing obstacles, but the Olympic athlete took many losses, learned from those losses, and continued to keep going. So I love what you're saying. It resonates. I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those, think about it. Why, why is it staying into the game long enough? Why does it work? And it's all, again, coming to energy. You're just building and learning. You're removing blockages within yourself that are holding you back for the next level. And it's a beautiful journey. Like we live in a world today and I see this in the business world and it's, it's annoying to me because you'll see people say, I helped this client get from, you know, 10,000 to a hundred thousand months in five months. I helped this client get from 40,000 to 450,000 in seven months. And I have, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong. That's great. I would love to have that for myself too. But when I see that, I, I really get annoyed because that's I don't agree with the marketing because not everyone's doing that. Number one, we all know that they're, they're picking their top clients most of the time, and I, and I know that because I can I can take my own clients and make it seem like I have one client started coaching with me in the first month, thirty days into coaching, one hundred and thirty eight percent growth in profits. Do I market that? No, but I'll I'll share it. But I always say that's not the norm. The per why do I say that? Because that person was already they already energetically were ready. They were all, everything was all set. They did the work already. So all they had to do is it was just a quick little mindset shift. And they're like, okay, I see that now. And they took action. And as soon as they took action, man, things took off like crazy. And I always tell people that you are going through your own journey and you're removing your own blockages. And it's not about the speed or the time because that's ego. It's all about the journey of getting to where you want to get to at the end of the day. It may take five months. It may take seven years. It doesn't matter. As a chiropractor, and, I, and where did I learn this? As a chiropractor, right? Because as a chiropractor, what I used to tell my patients all the time, I mean, I was very holistic-based and so forth. So pain, if somebody came in and they're like, I just want to be out of pain and be done, I would be referring them to another chiropractor because it was more of a process in my office. But those who started with me, I would be like, okay, doc, when do you think I'm going to be out of pain? You've heard that story. You've heard that has to be asked. And I was like, here's the thing. I don't know when you're going to get out of pain. I don't. I have no clue. It could be tomorrow. It could be 10 years from now. I have no clue. But here's what I do know. And I can be one. I could bet I could put my whole life, my whole career and everything on it. As long as you continue to follow the plan and you continue to move forward and we do the work that we're doing and we support the body for what it needs. There is some point in time that that symptoms will go away. Same thing as somebody had a chronic illness or some issue going on. I would tell them as long as we support the body and give it enough time. There will come a point in time that we'll get there. And I've never not seen it. The only time I didn't see it is when they stopped. The only time I did see it is the only time I didn't, if they didn't stop, we got to the results. 
you know, there's, there's very, there's exceptions to every rule, right? So there, I'll be honest. I like to be transparent. There are, there were some small, slight percentages, less than 1% to where we didn't get that result. And I was just like, and maybe, maybe I didn't have I me mean, a year and a half, year, year and a half. I'm like, okay, you're going to, we're going to have to do, we're going to have to do the surgery. You gave it all you got. Um, unfortunately it's just the body, it, we've worn it down too much, you know, but rarely did I ever have to do that. Uh, but it's the same thing in life is as long as you just stay focused on the vision, that's why I work. I do vision work because that's the most important thing. If you can hone in on the vision and you can keep your energy and your thoughts and your focus there, it's just a matter of time and just keep moving forward with it. Take every, everything that comes to you. Remember the universe is always working for you. It's always giving you things to help you because if you want to be a millionaire, it's going to bring situations, persons, circumstances, and all that to you to help break down what's blocking you energetically to become a millionaire. And sometimes it's going to make you go bankrupt or it's going to not, you know, you're going to go whatever it may be, whatever you have to get to that point to go, oh crap, that's it. That's why this is all happening. And then you shift everything from that moment and then you explode like you never have before. And how many stories are like that out there? There are thousands of them. I love Tyler Perry's. He was homeless. And then I think it was like three years later, he was worth millions of dollars, 30 million or something like that. You know, how the heck does someone do that? Because they got to the bottom of it and they knew exactly what's up. And then they changed their whole life around from that moment on. Oh, I love that example. It's true. Like there's so much, there's so much richness in rock bottom. When you know you can't fall any deeper. I've, I've heard so many success stories start off with rock bottom. Um, while, while we're talking about the matrix, I would love for you to tell us more about your book, Decoding the Matrix, and what inspired you to write it. Yeah. Um, the inspiration, you know, books, just like anything, when I talk, when I talk about effortless success, and I talk a lot about this, um, it's what I teach a lot of, um, in the business world, it gets a knee jerk reaction because they hear effortless and they're like, no, you got to do, you got to work. You got to put stuff in. And I said, where does effortless say you're not working? Where does effortless say there's no actions being taken? The only difference, what effortless means is that you don't think about it. You don't have to worry when the next thing's coming. You don't need to figure out next step. You get into this dance with life in the universe and you let it guide you. So decoding the matrix, what inspired me? Let's see. Last year, November, I what happens, this is what happens to me most of the time. I'll start thinking, I'll get a thought on something and I can't ignore it. So my, I was like, okay, time to write a book, time to write a book. I'm like, I have no place to write a book right now. And it was just like, I kept getting this pressure on it. I started to get anxious and I'm like, okay, hold on. I'm getting, I can't stop thinking about it. And I'm starting to feel anxious. So I'm like, it's time to do something without this. So I'm like, you know what? Fine. If I need to write this book at this time, I'm going to go send, how about if I just send the cover to my, I'm going to, I got the idea because I was starting to think, okay, if I'm going to write a book, what's the name going to be? And then all of a sudden I started thinking of conditioning, the world, what we just went through, how that's been playing out for eons and conditioning, the controlling of the masses and our mind and the psychology, all this stuff. And I was like, okay. And in my first book, I talked about something being called the machine. There's a machine in this world that just constantly runs and operates on its own. And that came to my attention. And I'm like, Okay, machine, conditioning, this. I'm like, the matrix. That's the matrix. And maybe that got influenced a little bit because Matrix 4 was coming out. But there was a part of me that was like, no, this is the matrix. This is really what the matrix is. And so all of a sudden I'm like, okay, what the heck am I going to call this? And all of a sudden I was like decoding the matrix. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good to me. Why? Because I felt, I felt good about that. So then I'm like, okay, if I'm supposed to write this book right now, and the reason I'm saying right now, just to give you context where I was in my life, 
a month from that point, I was closing my office and moving to Tennessee. At the time, I was already moving to Tennessee because we moved a month before we closed the office, and I was just going back and forth uh, to close off the, close my office up. At the same time, my wife was pregnant. So I got all these three things going on, and yet a book's pushing in, right? So I'm like, okay, fine. Um, but then long story short, I, I had I said, I'm going to send the book to cover someone, my guy to make my cover for me. I said, if it comes back close to what I'm looking for, then this is the time to write the book. And he brings it back, and it's like 90% what I wanted. And I was just like, that's awesome. Because in the cover of the book, for those who may not know, it's I have it. Actually, it's right behind me over here. You see the black image. You got this white coming out of the chest right over here. I'll pull it real quick. See, for those who can see this, this is what it looks like. And it has that big white thing in the middle. The purpose of the white is actually the soul of who you are unveiling the conditioning off you and breaking out of that prison. And so when he sent it, I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden, my anxiousness and the thoughts of the book went away. Didn't come back. It was gone. And I was like, okay, I don't know where that went, but I guess it's not time to write a book. But then February came, and oh, it came back hardcore. And I was like, okay, time to write. So the whole point of what I'm trying to share is I was inspired to do that because it was a calling. It wasn't something that, and that's how all my books been. That's how everything I do with my life now is it's called the law of inspired action. And when you're at a certain vibe at a certain place, the people, circumstances, situations are going to come. But more importantly, you're going to take the action that you're inspired to take. I was inspired to start thinking about that book. And when I wrote it, it was a piece of cake. Literally just, I thought of a chapter name, went into my automatic writing process. Hour and a half, two hours later, chapter one's done. Okay, great. Let's go to chapter two. And then like, what am I going to write on chapter two? Oh, here's a great time. It just started to come. I was. It wasn't like there was no work in this besides typing. That was the only thing. And so then after I go, what happens is when I write these books, because it's, again, it's it's an automatic process. It's not something that I'm thinking. Like when I wrote my first book, everyone's like, how did you do it? What was your outline process? Did you do the outline? Did you think of this? Did you map everything out? Mind map it, all this? I'm like, oh, yeah, you're not going to like my advice because I do the total opposite. Um, that Talk about a matrix, right? How to write a book. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I just, I just literally, the chapter came and then I just wrote. And here's what happens then. At the end of my book, I go, okay, I have like, I pick like 10 people. And I'm like, okay, can you just do me a huge favor? I need this book written, read in like two weeks. Tell me flow, what you like, what was the biggest takeaway? What are things that can improve in this book? Because I have no clue. And I won't read it until after I get the reviews. And then I'm going to go take them all and I'll read it. And then I'll process what I want to change. And most of the time I don't change anything. Um, unless there's something that was not clear or something. But that's kind of what inspired me because I was, I was, I saw the world in a prison. And I saw people, I call it modern slavery, actually, in my book. Um, <clears throat> and I I saw us as a soul wanting to be freed, and we're stuck in these bodies, not expressing what we came here to experience as much as we want. And that's where the main mission of that purpose of the book is. But then also to share with people how to understand really the power of who they are. My message is to empower people at the end of the day and to really understand the truth of who they are. This is not woo-woo stuff. I back it with quantum physics. I have neuroscience principles to back that stuff up. And it's one of those things where to understand that how powerful we really are and to stop being conditioned in a way because we think we have to do to change the world. We blame it that we need a new leader to change change the way the lead the country's led. No, that's that that's that's a condition, right? You look at a company, you look at all these other things. It's that's all conditioning. We 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 I'm all for trying to correct things with, you know, marches and stuff like that. I have nothing against those things, but here's the problem I have with them is that you're not solving anything because you're not correcting the main reason why they exist.
and the power of the people is where it exists. Change the consciousness level of the people, that changes everything moving forth. You change the leaders, you change the businesses, you change the situations and things that humanity goes through. The reason why we see issues in humanity today, and this is all explained in the book, is because of our consciousness level where it is. It doesn't support life. And so when our matrix doesn't support life, we are going to only see more of negative things. May it be, you know, all the, you know, the social things that we see, or maybe it be wars that go on. Maybe it's the, the diseases, that, you know, look at the endangered species, look at the deforestation, look what we're doing to our oceans. And everyone's like, oh, this is bad. We need to ban this. We need to do that. No, you do, like, I'm not saying that doesn't help, but you're not correcting the problem change the consciousness, raise us above life supporting, then all of a sudden, there's going to be people who are going to be inspired. They're going to come up with an idea and we're going to start doing things different. We'll see technology change in more supporting ways. We're going to see us get out of certain constructs. We're going to go to different elements because why the matrix dictates all for the, the total complete human, human experience. And so that's the big message of the book to show how powerful you are as the individual, but then yet how powerful you influence the matrix and the law of association to where that you start to affect the, the circles around you to raise their vibration and help liberate others to have that same experience. And then all of a sudden it becomes a chain reaction. It takes a, it takes a little bit of work, but as this continues to go, and I mean by work, I mean time, um, then all of a sudden we start to create this ripple effect and this whole shift that we're having in human collective consciousness, the whole shift in humanity um, and all these things, we're going to see it accelerate faster. And that is the main purpose. And that's what inspired me to write that book, to really get that hardcore message out there, to let people know that we do have the power. And, and there's an important reason why you want to live your potential. There's an important reason why you want to live to express your uniqueness. If you want to get out of your nine to five job and you want to create this business because it empowers you and fulfills you, man, it's not just about doing something that fulfills you. It's, it's more, there's a, there's a bigger picture. And that's the kind of the main message at the end of the book that I try to share. Oh, Dr. Vic, I love what you're saying. I resonate it with so much and I'm, I'm feeling so inspired speaking with you um, if our listeners would like to read your book or work with you directly, how can they find you? Yeah, my book is on like, I don't know, I think it's like 44 online retailers, but the main ones, Amazon, um, I have it in an audio book, I have it in an ebook or Kindle, and I also have it in paperback, um, to connect with me. My hub is my website, um, um, on there. If, uh, you're looking to transform your mind, or if you're even a business owner, you want, you're looking for business coaching, mindset coaching, or both. Um, I do a free discovery call to where I connect with you. I always say serious inquiries only where we connect and, and we, I get to know about you, where you're at, your challenges, your dream life. What do you want to achieve? What do you want to do? Um, and then in that process, I'm qualifying you to see number one, do you do, can I help you? But then number two, do you fit my program? And then if you do, we, I'll share my coaching and what I do and what that does. Um, and I have some free resources on there too, like a power visualization book and, things along that nature. And if you want to connect with me on the socials, it's on the bottom left corner of my website, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, the LinkedIn, um, reach out, connect. Uh, I love hearing from people. So any questions you may have on what I shared and so much more, definitely reach out. Awesome. Would you like to give our audience some words of wisdom before our rapid fire? Trust the process and the journey of all things. You know, the universe is always working for us. The only thing is we talked about certainty, right? And, and the thing is, <clears throat> this is why we try to control and lead by our mind. But the purpose is, is, is with everything I shared, 
I always tell people, trust within you. If you allow fear to kick in, that means you don't trust yourself and you don't trust God. You don't trust the universe. And that was a hardcore thing for me. And it still, it helps me to stay in check with my fear. I'm human. I have fear. I still have fears I work through. But at the same token, have the faith to know it's all going to work. It's an inner knowing faith, not a religious. And it's one of those things that these are laws. What I'm sharing with you is law. It's it, I, I studied the laws first. And then I tested them. Me being, not saying it's like, this is how this works. I was like, no, I'm going to put myself in a situation and these better work because this is what the law is. And they do. So it's very fascinating. So that's why I hope that's empowering to leave you guys with a little something extra on everything else we shared. Thank you so much. So first rapid fire question. What is your most controversial opinion about something mundane? mundane controversial and mundane Oof, i kind of stay away from well i don't stay away from controversial something that's mundane so mundane means things like that are not um not really that important things like that i guess things like that that are a drag i guess people stuck in a routine that they're not favoring things that they do that they're not favor i was thinking of sports for some reason don't ask me why like watching sports um when you first asked, I was like, sports? But that's not mundane. But then it is because you're just constantly looking for the next game to watch and so forth. And you get caught into a trap with that. And it's controversial because I always say you're you're cheering for someone else's life, but you're not cheering for your own. I love that answer. I, I think that fits perfectly. I find that a lot. We, It's like we use our mirror neurons to avoid moving around and like acting in our lives. But why are we always like obsessed with watching a movie star when we're the star of our own story? Well, the thing too is just not just just add to that is like, I'm from Chicago. So when the Cubs won the World Series, I couldn't believe how many people said we won the World Series. I was like, what in the hell did you do to win the World Series? Like, where did I see you on the field? Like, it was fun to watch the Cubs win the World Series. It was cool, but it didn't hold over me, right? Or how many times people follow a celebrity and they're like, look at what the new company they're coming out with. Look at this. Like when The Rock came out with tequila. Oh my God. I had more people reaching out telling me, oh my God. I'm like, I don't even drink. Um, I rarely drink. And they're like, yeah, but he's, are you going to try it? I, I go, I can care less what he does. <laughs> Not that I have anything against the guy. It's just, it doesn't add anything to my life and so forth. So I digress. I, uh, on a side note, this kind of reminds me of the chapter of your book when you describe the experiment with your, with the students and like those thinking about someone that they love and like cheering for them. And then, and then the second, I don't want to spoil it for our listeners, but maybe that has a play in these uh celebrities being like treated like some type of deity and why their success goes the way it does. Yeah. There's a lot behind that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which fictional character do you relate to the most? Ooh, fictional character that I relate to the most. Uh, there's a couple I'm thinking of. Uh, I've always liked Superman. That always resonates a lot with me. Um, but that's probably because I was a kid. I wanted to be like Superman. Um, but then as I got an older, I got older, the movie Gladiator, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It is my favorite movie of all time. Um, him, what he go, I forgot his name, Marcus Aurelius. So what he goes through, it's like, that's been like a story of my life in some way, but he sticks to principle. Not that I died, I'm still alive. But uh, if you saw the movie, but it's just the principles that he sticks to and what matters. That I relate to a lot because that's me in my life. It's the principles I stick to no matter what. I don't bend on them. This is what matters most to me, and this is my life, and this is how I move forward. It's beautiful. Do you believe in any conspiracy theories? What's a conspiracy theory? Isn't it just someone who's a critical thinker? 
Right? That's what I think. I consider myself a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, you know, it's well, conspiracy, you think about the term, right? Came from what? I think the CIA to try to disinform people to think that they're just this crazy group of people. I I consider myself a critical thinker. So like I've always, uh, I've gone down many different rabbit holes. So if I consider myself to, if you want to title me as a conspiracy theorist, then go ahead. But I, I am more of that person who's like, how, I always ask this question, like, how can I be a conspiracy theorist when I have facts and proof to literally back up? what I'm sharing, even from a scientific standpoint, like how can, and I'm playing the game. So what it means is I'm using their research. I'm using their studies. I'm sharing what they're saying, not me. I can understand if I just created a theory and then just went with it, but I'm not doing any of that. I'm sharing like scientific stuff, you name it in health, life, whatever. I use a lot of scientific stuff or um, mechanisms to support what I'm sharing. So if you can do that, then How's that a conspiracy? So if you're if it's if it longs the line of that, then yes, you can call me that all day long. I love your answer. And I fit with it. It's true. If you're using information, are you really a conspiracy theorist? Yeah, I mean, as long as I mean for me, I always use science as the back of the end. I mean, even like with like when COVID went around, I mean, I was called that for different reasons. And and I was like, how can I be called that when I'm using studies that are from the Lancet? How can I be called that when I'm using studies that are from Oxford University? I'm like, I'm not sharing a theory. Like this is this is scientific information, but yet it was being disregarded. And I was like, that's fine. I don't want to believe these things, but I'm just sharing a different story because all stories have two sides. Doesn't matter what it is. There's always two sides to a story. And, you know, obviously, unfortunately, in today's world, science, science can be always manipulated in so many different ways. Um, and that's why I don't argue with studies. You can pull any study out of anything nowadays and make an argument. And I'm like, I don't care. Let me see the study. It's funny how many people won't share a study with you. Cause I'm like, I know how to depict the study easily apart. So send it to me and I'll take a read of it. And I'll let you know if it's a good study or not and so forth. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Vic. I feel so enriched by our conversation and it just makes me motivated to read your books, just to appear into your mind a little bit more. No, thanks for having me. This was fun. I appreciate the questions. Love the, the flow and our conversation, the energy and so much more. Thank you. Enjoy the first chapter of Dr. Vic's book, Decoding the Matrix, in the link in the description below. I will be linking his website where you'll have access to all of his social media and all of his um, benefits of a free constellation and some free gifts that he offers with the first chapter of his book and his visualization book. All feedback is welcome and helps us serve our fellow Matrix members. To stay up to date with our Matrix mentors and what we have stored for you, bookmark our website and subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. It was great to have you with us on the Organic Matrix show and we'll be seeing you on the following download.